Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic, the first Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm Kevin Finkel, joined here by my co-host as well as a guest. Hello everybody, uh, my name is Ryan. I am the cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan and special guest, long time no see. How you been? Hey, how's it going guys? Uh, Connor here, I guess, Connorman11 on Twitch. Uh, I'm good. It's good to be here. Yeah, lot, lot. Yep, so we brought you on. You're a fun, exciting streamer that we've you know had on the show in the past. We're looking a little bit in the competitive side of things. Ryan, do you want to go ahead and introduce the topic? Sounds like I cut you off there. Yeah, I was just going to say we haven't had him on for a long time. Last time we had him on was uh, during a uh, like Best One Drops of Pioneer episode. I don't know how long ago that was. Mm. Was that like half a year ago, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we always know Connor is a little bit of a Connor as a uh, aggro player, so One Drops is perfect for that. Yeah, that was a while ago, uh, but we're glad to have him back. And why don't we jump into today's show? Yeah, so um, basically, you know, uh, Connor goes through modern and uh, pioneer phases. Recently, he's in a pioneer phase. He's been killing it. And uh, we wanted to have him on to talk about, you know, the new Streets of New Capenna uh, meta um, and kind of what, what's been going on, what cards have been showing up, etc. So, sound good, Kevin? You want to jump right into it then? <laughs> Yep, perfect. So, like I said, we wanted to look a little bit on the competitive side of things this week. Uh, we've been doing some kind of fun episodes, so this one we want to be looking for. So if you're someone that's going to be grinding a lot of moto, that's kind of the place that most people who are playing Pioneer are playing it right now, especially if you're looking to enter into any of the challenges. Here we kind of want to look at what's been working, what's good, what's popular uh, on these last couple weeks of the new season. So both the experience that you've gotten from leagues, Connorman, uh, you know, myself as well, as well as watching sh- other people playing leagues. And then, of course, looking back at these challenge results from the sets when the new set is legal, for, from the, uh, the weekends when the new set is legal. So mostly we're going to be looking at the 7th and the 8th. Uh, I think we're going to look back a little bit at the 30th and the 1st. But I think that at that point, it was still when people were having some difficulty getting all the cards. Sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ke- right. Kevin, do you want to read over the results? Uh, just kind of talk about like what decks showed up? Do you want to get us started? Or how do you want to um, do this? I wouldn't mind going a little high level on that. Yeah. Why, why don't we kind of go, um, you know, like a nice meta breakdown is a good way to do it. Here I'm looking at, you know. Just where I'm going, I'm looking at uh, you know, Pioneer MTG Reddit and uh, looking at the breakdowns of the top 32 for the Showcase Challenge as well as top uh, 32 for the the Saturday Challenge, which is about 109 players. The Sunday one was 198, so that's really good numbers for Showcase. Okay. Uh, do you want to go over the deck? Uh, yeah, so Winota continues to be most popular. There were six copies in the top 32. Phoenix after that, five copies in the top 32. Uh, two blue-white still in the top... Thir- or, sorry, three blue-white still in the top 32. Three mono-red in the top 32. Uh, two Rakdos mid-range. Two mono-green devotion, which we've been continuing to see a lot of. Two of the is it control. So we have been separating that fully from Phoenix now. And then nine others in there. Uh, how does that sound as far as a average breakdown for what you're seeing in a league right now. If you see, you know, a Winota deck, a Phoenix deck, a control deck, a red or a mid-range, you know, a mono green or a, is it control? That, that sounds like about a normal league, right? Yeah, it does. Definitely you see a, a lot of is it in leagues. It's probably, it's, it's a lot of mm-hmm. like is it. Winota would probably be, every time I cube a league, I'm expecting to see, you know, those decks at least once in my five matches. Okay. So... There was another one, too. You want to go over the other uh, results as well? Yeah, so if I'm going to quick go over the Saturday challenge as well. Um, similarly, we had four Winota, three Burn, three Midrange, 
uh, two Rakdos Sacrifice, two Angels, uh, two Is It Phoenix, two Is It Prowess, which is probably going to be that, we'll, we'll talk about that version, and the Jun Sacrifice. So let, let's talk about those couple there that kind of stand out, is that Angels was gone for quite a while. I think when we saw this new uh, Streets Compendia and we saw the new Giada, that looked like it might be able to bring Angels back, and here we're seeing some success with it, it looks like. Uh, I also do need to give a shout-out on this one, is the number one winner was Claudio, bringing back Niv to Light, uh, keeping it <laughs> in popularity pretty much single-handedly. Yeah, it's a good um, deck. Did you did you want to go over the deck it, real quick? It is quick? a good deck. Do you want to talk about... Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Angels, let's talk a little bit about that Is It Prowess, and let's talk a little bit about Niv to Light. Sorry, I've been uh, gardening all day, I am like, whew, a little bit out of it, so I'm going to be... Trying to pass it off to you guys when huh. you get a chance here, but let, let's start with off the Angels. So we were saying Giada is really the new addition to this deck. Um, not too much else has changed. I think people are going back and forth between the straight green-white. Some of them are splashing blue to be able to have sideboard counter spells and play the... Is, is it Linvala? Yeah, I think it's Linvala, the third one. Or should I three mana one, not the third one. Yeah, the three mana Linvala that can sacrifice to protect the team and is also you know another three-drop Angel. Well, really, Giada here is the big... Uh, Addition, you know, flying 2-2, flying Vigilance, uh, and it gives other angels plus one, plus one, and it can tap for mana for angels. So big boon to the deck, especially because they were kind of lacking on one and two mana plays. Mm-hmm. Um, enough to get it back into popularity. So the other, the other thing is there, this one is running Book of Exalted Deeds. Um, I've seen versions without it as well. The only thing that I want to say about this deck is that I want to build it, but I, I'm not going to spend uh, $60 on four Youthful Valkyrie. Actually, it's, oh, probably, that's it's probably $80 now, to be honest. <laughs> that needs a reprint, like, badly. Hopefully, we'll get some of those in uh, the new Jumpstart packs they'll be releasing in the, um, you know, along with every that standard nice, yeah. uh, set coming coming out soon. So, Or or we could print it in an actual set, you know, maybe someone who wants to see a foil of it. Yeah. Um, I sound like I've been talking a lot. Why don't I pass it off to Connor Man? What do you think of this Angels deck? Have you seen it much? Yeah, I've seen it in leagues here and there. Um, Giada is just a really good addition to the deck, like, because Giada doesn't actually just give plus one plus one. It's actually a lot better than that. It's uh, you whenever it says each other angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional one one count on it for each angel you control, so mm-hmm. it can get out of hand really fast. If you control, you know, two angels and you play a creature, then it comes in with, you know, two two one one counters on it. So it's yeah, it's so good. And vigilance and tapping for mana is just insane. It's, I totally skipped over that when when I was first. I thought it was gonna be a good card. I'm like, oh wow, you can like use it to, um, you know, play bigger angels. And oh wow, they get a plus one plus one counter. And I didn't read that second part where it's like all of them, you know, can, the number of all other angels that you have. Yeah, it's a really good ability. Yeah, you'll get some situations where like you know you have Bishop of Wings or Righteous Valkyrie. You get a couple of resplendent angels in play. And then those each make angels on the end step, and those ones are like seven, eight, nine power. It gets out of hand. So that, that's a fun addition to the deck. Um, I I don't think mm-hmm. I've got a great say yet, like what it's great against. You know, back in the day, I felt like it had a good Phoenix matchup. Mm. I don't know if that's changed with Phoenix having more removal. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where this fits in the meta. But right now, it, it's kind of peaking in that popularity. You know, I actually not, not going to see it often, but sometimes, yeah. Go ahead. I want to ask Connor, do you think this? deck is here to stay is this going to be a new uh contender in the uh, pioneer metagame um i personally don't really think that this deck is like would i wouldn't consider it like tier one but i do think it's good but it's not gonna it's not up there with like you know 
you know, is it and and Winoda and stuff like that. I think those decks are just better, but I do think this deck's definitely um, it's definitely pretty good. It can definitely spike a tournament, and it looks mm. like that's what happened on May seventh. I mean, uh, we do have a lot of people. We have a lot of people playing mono red, right? And people playing Phoenix. And you know, like you said, if, uh, if it's that type of tournament, if people are playing a lot of aggro, this could do really well, right? Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. I actually have played against Angels, I think once or twice on mono red, and it's weird. Both times I beat it. So, mm, just, wow. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it just seemed like the bad player, maybe. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's actually that one side of the matchup anymore. They've got a lot more exile removal. They've got a lot of ways to deal with X4s. Mm. Um, so a little bit of the life gain side of the Angels deck is maybe missing. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, it was just more so like, you know, they'd play a two or three mana creature, and I would just kill it and attack my power creatures, do that two or three times, and then the yeah. life total was just low enough where the game was over. So that's my worry with the Angels deck is that sometimes your draws can be a little bit clunky you know because they're playing like almost they're playing like almost 20 or 18 you know three drops in their deck so mm. and they've got some tap lands too you know they're playing four of the new triome the bant triome because mm-hmm. i think all the lists are, are, are three color now bant because they're playing click the company and linvala which is green and blue mm-hmm. so that part of it was yeah me. that's what i was saying there the- you know, the 19th place list from the challenge on Saturday was not running um, the blue. They were running Book of Exalted Deeds. I think usually if they're going with three color, they have to drop book. So that's kind of the trade-off. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm actually looking at the, the fourth place list um, mm, from the yeah. seventh. And they're actually playing blue, green, and they're playing Book of Exalted Deeds. So I guess kind of, oh, so. kind of up in the air still. Hey, you can have your greed and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, Snapcaster Bolt. You can't you can't say he's wrong there. So, are there any other decks we want to talk about? I'm get, we've talked about this for a little bit. So, yes, let me jump back to that uh, blue red conversation. Mm. So we know that blue red Phoenix was round. Kind of near the end of the last season is when blue red control was really popping up to be one of the most popular decks. So that one's still running usually the thing in the ice, and then like a Niv Mizzet at the top end, but not running with Phoenixes. And again, you know, just expressive iteration and friends is really good in Pioneer. This is similar in that they're running Ledger Shredder, uh, and that's been a popular card, mm-hmm. really picking up steam in every format, but I think especially in Pioneer. Let me see if I can get a good uh, list from this challenge to show what I'm talking about. Yeah, are you talking about yeah. the prowess list? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the blue-red um, is it list here. So the sixth place on... Let me see when this one... This was on the 5-7 challenge. So this one's even uh, a little bit lower to the ground. This one's like Ledger Shredder, Sprite Dragon, Swift Spear, Soulscar Mage. A bunch of cheap spells, you know, one and two mana um, card advantage spells. Not very many lands. So just getting underneath the opponent, playing Ledger Shredder, which is an insane card, and uh, killing your opponent that way. I've also seen slightly bigger versions that are like Ledger Shredder and Thing in the Ice. But uh, yeah, all these kind of blue-red, you know, I've even seen people trying uh, Delver again. I think it was a 5-0 with Delver, so... That kind of list is picking up some popularity. Yeah, this is uh, a deck that I really like. Actually, um, this the, the the deck list that we're looking at. This is this is just hundred percent stock at this point. Like every <laughs> yeah. card here and the sideboard, um, you know, it all of the all the whole seventy five is just exactly what I was playing, and I think what everyone's playing for the most part. So, 
Um, it's it's just really felt good with Shredder being able to... You see so much of your deck with that card. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. if you play it on, like, turn three, and then you go, like, Shredder into, like, a one-mana spell, and then, you know, you can even make it a 2-4 right away, it's a much more difficult to kill with, you know, the, the four toughness. It's I think it's only really, like, yeah. Lightning Axe, or, you know, Black Removal Spells, like Fatal Push. So it was really a mm-hmm. huge addition to the deck. Um, honestly, it was Shredder. It's a it's a very yeah, fun I, deck to play too. I kind of want to ask, you know, Ledger Shredder is it a new staple? What, what I mean is this kind of like everyone's just like, oh, it's a new toy. I want to play with it right now. Or is this something that's just gonna kind of show up in like, like all Phoenix decks or all you know, of course, Prowess decks, uh, etc. So Shredder is. Huh. It's just a really, really good card. Like, the way that it's worded, just whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, you know, it just triggers so often. It, I I think it's going to mm-hmm. be around in Pioneer as a staple for... It's just going to be a staple for a long time, I think. It's just really good. Like, I played... I was playing Mono Red, and then I played against Ledger Shredder for the first time. This was, like, shortly after Nuka Pena was legal, and my opponent huh. just went Shredder into Shredder Opt, and I just was dead. They were playing, like, the mm-hmm. blue-red yeah. Phoenix version with Shredders, and I was just dead. And then that's when I thought, man, I'm going to play with this card a bunch, and haven't really looked back. You know, it's just just a really busted magic card. Yeah, that's what's fun with Shredder, is that it does kind of trigger all the time. You get some surprises out of it. And I, I agree. I think it's going to be an instant staple. And there, I think, you know, just a little bit of wording of, like, it's kind of a blue-red staple right now. Mm-hmm. But blue-red archetypes make up four or five decks. You know, we were kind of talking about that last week of the variations you could put on some decks. And I think that means that Ledger Shredder is a staple because it fits so well in all of the variations. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's playing with Sprite Dragon. It's playing with Thing in the Ice. It's playing with Phoenix. It's playing with anything. You know, I'm surprised I haven't seen it with Niv-Mizzet yet, maybe. Well, I was actually going to ask, um, do you guys think this could lead to some, some new deck lists? Um, other than blue-red, for example, blue-black or something like that blue black yeah i don't know what that would entail honestly maybe some kind of you know graveyard uh antics to use tassiger or gurmag angler so something like something rogues like maybe yeah rogues would be another one yeah you know the the bird is not a rogue no. it's an advisor but um yeah advisor is a funny one i feel like advisor is just like we want to make this card strong but we can't give it a <laughs> a creature type that's going to do something so all the advisors are just like generically powerful creature tribal yeah i agree with that (laughs) okay so uh any other uh, notable uh finishes we should talk about i want to say i saw like a mono black aggro but do do we want to give credit where credit is due and say why is niv mizzet a powerful deck right now yeah why did claudio because of claudio it, well, I think it's it's writing <laughs> off the deck to say that Claudio being a great player mm. is the only reason that you know when we look at the names that are people in this tournament, it's it's not nobody's you know this isn't this is a challenge with a hundred something players. It's it's a good group of players, mm-hmm. uh, but as far as just why it's good right now, you know, lot of you know mono red that seems like a good matchup for Niv right now. Mm-hmm. There's a good amount of mid range which this can still go over the top of. Um, so they're kind of trying to prey on the next level decks. You know, they're not going after Winota. Perhaps I, I don't know how the uh, the Niv Winota matchup is anymore. I haven't been testing the Winota side of that very much, so 
I don't end up uh, trying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny. I was talking on my stream actually last week. I think it was either th- I think it was on Thursday. Um, kind of saying that, like, I think I just said it straight up that I think the Miz is a really good choice for the weekend because I was kind of expecting, like you were saying, a lot of mid range decks. And Nib Mizzet is just the ultimate mid-range deck. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it just out mid-ranges all the other mid-range decks in the format. And so if you're just going to play against a bunch of, you know, Rakdos mid-range and stuff like that, and you're playing Nib Mizzet, you're going to get a lot of free wins. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. probably what yeah. happened with Claudio is he, you know, probably just clapped a lot of, uh, a lot of other mid-range decks. And... You, just... you know, that's nice to see. It's kind of um, what happened the last time that Niv was really popular. You know, before that, it was the like the chunky red and the mono black mid-range decks that were really tearing up the metagame. And then Niv really broke into the field when some of the unfair decks were banned. And it really crushed on those mid-range decks. So they disappeared for a long time, but black red has been back. The mono red deck is looking more, more mid-range with some of the Chandras and extra cards that they get to play. Um, so, it, you know, it's not straight aggro. And then, so Niv is just naturally a predator for those. Yeah, I agree with that, hundred percent. So, aside from you know, we, we we talked about Giada, we talked about Ledger Shredder. Have any other new cards made it into uh, Pioneer recently? Have you guys seen? I mean, you've been playing a lot of leagues, a lot of you get to see a lot of decks that don't win, um, Connor. So, <laughs> like, what other cards from the new set have you seen people play? Um, I saw that people were trying. There's a, I can't remember the name of the card, but it's like a three mana three two, in white, and then when oh uh, res- rescue specialist. Um, oh, I've seen that one too. Yeah, but no, this is a different one where you get a oh you get a token. <laughs> different one. Yeah, you get a one one token that you can sacrifice to. I think it's counter a, a non creature spell unless they pay unless they pay one. Wow. Oh, interesting. I did not know that that card was seeing any play. Yeah. They, What's that scene play in? Um, they were people were trying it in Winota, mm-hmm. because it because it's it it's it's two non-humans for three mana, right? Which is good for triggering Winota, and um, you know the little token that you can sack to kind of force spike a non-creature spell. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it interesting, but I don't think it's stuck uh, in the Winota list. And then yeah, I like oh, that that other card that you were talking about, uh, Rescue Specialist. I actually saw an interesting deck list, um, black white Parhelion with hmm. rescue oh, specialist yeah, and archfiend yeah, yeah. vessel. Okay, that was from just I think this last weekend, right? It was kind of uh, you know cutting the red or blue or green, or... yes, cutting cutting whatever other colors out of the uh, grease vein. I don't know it seems sus to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's sus to you, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but as far as some other cards, <laughs> let me just name off some of the ones that I've definitely been seeing. Is um, Obnixilis, Where? Tenacious Underdog, Strangle, uh, Unlicensed Hearse. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these I think have been showing up in a little bit. You know, a lot of the lands have been showing up here and there. Uh, I was going to say, can we just go over like where they're showing up? Like, I know Tenacious Underdog has been seeing playing Minor Black Aggro. That's where I've seen it. Um, yeah, I've seen it in Red Black, and I yeah. don't really like it much there. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've got a different opinion. Yeah. Me or Connor, yeah. Me either. I guess I'll go. I'm not really huge on Underdog myself. Um, I'm just not really big on, you know, it's a 2-mana 3-2, which is kind of, like, really how good is the, um, 
you know, it's other ability. It's not dash, but you know, the format. The blitz. Yeah, blitz. You thank you. Draw a card, yeah. right? Yeah, like the draw a card is is kind of neat there, but it just feels like it's very, um, just kind of very like mana intensive, like four mana to to for a three two draw card is. I guess it's fine, mm-hmm. but you know, nothing about it really sticks out for me, and it's okay. It's an it's an okay card. Yeah. I don't think it's going to stick around. I think it's on board time right now. I've never been huge on it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you're putting your mana into it. You're not keeping a card around. You're putting your life into it. So you're not really you know gaining the life race. You're not adding to the board. I haven't been a fan of it, and uh, I think people are trying it out, but it probably won't last. Yeah, I agree with that. I want So, has Obnix List, the adversary, lived up to the hype? Like, it's seeing play in what? Black, red, and mid-range now? Or is it seeing play Essentially, in Essentially, yeah. It's been seeing, you know, Recto Sacrifice and mm-hmm. sometimes in red, black, mid-range. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some like Jund lists too, but I think that those, you know, th- those I want to mention are also ones that definitely lose to Niv to Light. You know, back when Jund Sacrifice was a very popular deck, Niv would always pop up to kind of put it back down because they get to just, you know, main deck things like Yasharn that shut the deck down, as well as just those same mid range creatures. So, um, it, yeah. I would say, you know, just to answer your question, mm-hmm. I would say it probably is a little bit less than the hype. I mean, people were really big on this card. And red black was in a good spot, but I don't think that it's you know pushed red black into being a tier one you know like one of the best decks in the format mm-hmm. yet. It's still kind of like sec you know second tier whatever you want to say like just below you know it's below stuff like Winota that are still mm-hmm. the most popular most winning decks of the format. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Connor? Yeah, I, there was a there was a lot of hype on Obnixilus when it came out, and I wasn't as sold as everybody else was like there was even people who were like oh this card's gonna be bad like i was just kind of like whoa you know just take a chill pill here (laughs) but Hmm. yeah it's just weird how the card really hasn't found it hasn't really found a a home yet you know i'm I'm not really sure that it will you know i'm still 50 50 on like i mean is it played in racto sacrifice right now i'm not even sure i think that i think it's in racto sacrifice right yeah, it's found a home there for the most part. Uh, let me let me pull up a list here if you want to look at. Let me see which challenge had. I mean, it's a three mana planeswalker. Three mana planeswalkers are always gonna show up somewhere. Yeah, yeah just how good is Vactal Sacrifice right now? It just hasn't been in a good mm. spot for a while, you know. Because I am playing him in my jank in Explorer, but I don't <laughs> know if you guys want to hear about that. Of course. Yeah, uh, maybe not this this moment. We're trying to be uh, serious as one. Yeah. Um. So a couple other ones that I'm just you know looking through these other challenges. What has showed up as some new cards? Triumphs. Um. I have been seeing some of the yeah. So I said the triumphs have been, but Topiary Stomper. Oh yeah. Um. I don't remember which streamer it was I was watching earlier, but every time I flipped over to his uh, stream, he was just getting smashed by Topiary Stompers. Uh. So I don't know where that one came from, but I said I liked it in mono green, and I am seeing that it's it's showing up a little bit. It's kind of just um. It triggers your kioras mm-hmm. it sits around for devotion and then eventually you kind of just get a free four four so decent card um not surprised that it's showing up uh i want to say i played against that at least in arena they had the golos uh world tree combo mm-hmm. and they just make crap tons of mana and just play their whole deck and i'm guessing that's yep. where it's seeing play right the topiary uh, stopper. i don't think that Golos so much but but just the the mono green devotion deck so they run the green cavalier instead of running Golos. okay 
Okay, so it's the green in Pioneer. I mean, I was just going from what I played against, uh, like on Arena. I have not had a chance to play any MTGO, so I'm only playing oh. Pio near an EAR. Yeah. Oof. Recently. <laughs> but have you? Well, you gotta yeah. you gotta stay up to speed here. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I played against. Uh, I played against uh, Topiary Stomper, and like I was, it was a mono green player. Right, and they were playing the deck of chocolate mono green devotion, and my problem with Stomper is that it's just so awful versus mono green. I like guess oh, sorry versus mono red. I like guess really bad there. And my opponent played mm. two of them, and they just and then just lost because they couldn't attack a mm-hmm. block. So, mm. you know, it just gave me a free win, and it made the game real easy for me. And mono red is an extremely popular deck right now, and the matchup is already pretty mm-hmm. bad for the mono green side. So green yeah so it depends on what you're replacing you know if you were running something like a cultivate and you're able to replace it that would certainly be an upgrade if it's replacing something like a sylvan carry added that some of the lists were running in the past then i can see that being a downgrade against a deck like mono red yeah Yeah. it seems the way to go yeah i don't know what they're gonna i don't know what like what they want to take out for the stop but like that's always my thing like when you know when you see a new card, oh, this looks really good in the deck, but then you have to see, like, well, maybe all the other cards in the deck are already just better than the new card, right? And I think that might be the case with Stomper right now. I'm not really convinced that any cards so in the deck... let me take a look at this one. Yeah, so it does look like to me that they probably took out the carry added since the only two-drop ramp now is Wolfillow Havens in this list. I'm looking at Timmy Tron's 21st place from 5-8... But he was managing to run the four, the full four stompers. There may be a land down here too. You know, twenty two is kind of well, low. Uh, maybe that's about what they'd play. Wow. That's, I had kind of a, I kind of had like a, cool a, a question that's kind of related to this. You know, unless there's any other cards you want to talk about, and I wanted to ask: Are there any cards you're kind of surprised haven't seen play yet? Uh, we talked about question. all these ones that did make it. You know, for example, people were talking about the whole Sahili Luxior combo. Didn't show up. It might have been just been me. Yeah. <laughs> I was baited on that. that yeah. That's a fun combo, but I didn't think it was going to be a popular, powerful combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. But are there any other cards? Um, this this is kind of a lame answer, but no, not really. <laughs> like I, I didn't yeah, really the... think this set was going to make a huge impact on pioneer and it's made a bigger impact than i thought it would but still not nothing nothing like when kamigawa came out yeah kamigawa. yeah I, I gotta get uh i gotta get connor on for the next time we do a set review because i was the one who was way down on this set and uh yeah it's actually <laughs> beaten my expectations a little bit like i didn't think that very many of many of the uh the new triumphs would show up and they've been showing up a little bit more than i thought like i, I was so low on the three color combinations that i was like nobody's gonna play grixis just for you know, just because we've got a triumph now, but eh, we maybe seen a little bit of people trying it at least. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see if it sticks around. Yeah, there's probably still a couple more that can show up. I think. Um, you know, I heard some people were playing with the the Naya guy that searches your your uh, your library for a creature to put into play. I forgot mm. his name. He's the cook, he, or they they are the the cook, the shelf, the chef. So I can't remember the name. Um, uh, the X. Green, red, yeah. white one. Yeah. Here we go. Rocco. Yes, yes, yes. I think I've seen some people playing Rocco. But that's more, that's not really a, a top eight thing. That's more like just, hey, people are trying it out. 
Um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a 3-1 for 3 that can later in the game be a grab a Winota. So we have all these new cards. We talked about it a little bit already. Let's segue into kind of new decks. Or if there aren't any new decks that have shown up, which decks have changed? Um, I, I almost want to go the other way. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking a lot about the new stuff. Um, let's go over kind of where we see the meta right now, since we kind of because we were so excited to talk about all the fun new stuff, mm-hmm. we kind of ignored what's the most popular right now, other than, I think both of us talked about okay. Mono Red a fair bit, but um, what do you, would you say is top deck or decks of the format right now? Go, Connor. Um, I definitely think if you're playing blue, you're going to be in a good spot, probably. That's why there's a lot of, <laughs> like, is it, different is it variations. And I think playing any variations of is it, like the control list you know just a straight up phoenix list with phoenix and thing in the ice then there's just like the is it thing in the ice list with like no phoenix but thing in the ice and Mm -hmm. you know i think those decks are all very good and then you've got like winota mono red um i actually think mono blue spirits is kind of a, a top deck that's kind of a sleeper that people are not really paying enough attention to and i think that deck's actually it's really good, but I feel like it's difficult to play as someone who tried it myself and who's been a curious possession, um, I guess, aficionado. Stan. It's not yeah. an easy deck to play. So, Yeah, so that's definitely a desk that I can see where it's being like, you know, is it the right time to tap out? Do I hold up mana even if, you know, am I going to hold open mana for four turns not doing a single thing? just because I can't get my creature removed, and sometimes the answer is yes. So uh, this is, you know, we look at Fink64's Pioneer Challenge on the 8th, so that was this Sunday. He won first place with a Mono Blue uh, Spirits list, so that's probably the one people are looking at and that you're likely to see people playing in the leagues. Yeah, I tried his list, actually. Uh, I don't know if it's a him, but pretty sure it is. I tried yeah, their there. exact list, and um, yeah, it felt like any time I lost, it was like my fault, you know? Like it was, I did something like it was <laughs> like, oh, I sh- probably should have won that game. But, you know, I did something wrong. Or, you know, the one turn I decided to tap out and, you know, play whatever, two curious possessions and draw a bunch of cards. And oh, what's the worst they can do? Mm-hmm. And then I get just blown out by some random whatever something, you know. And and then mm-hmm. it's just like, ah. But it's, it's the problem I have with Mono Blue Spirits and Leagues is, you know, I play a lot of Leagues and... You know, in leagues, you're not just going to play against all these top decks like you would if you're in a challenge, right? You're going to play against some random, you know, like you're going to see a lot of like void wins and stuff. And, you know, cards mm-hmm. are just like, okay, can't be countered. Like, what is this card? Like, we're just dead, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like that's why it's actually, Mono Blue Spirits is actually a decent choice for something like a challenge, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how about control? I don't know if you went over how you feel about control in the current meta. Uh, I'm obviously, <laughs> if if anyone's seen my stream, I obviously don't. I, like I mean, control. I know who I'm talking to. Uh, the two, the two play red creatures and swing with them kind of guys here. But uh... yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I'm not really sold on the as always control decks. I know that they are putting up results, but I just don't really like. It just feels like. Not only do you have to be an extremely good player to do well with Azorius Control, you mm-hmm. also have to, like, you have to draw well, too. Like, I feel like a lot of times mm-hmm. when I'm playing against it, it I'm playing It does red. seem that way. I, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. <laughs> like, if they have, like, oh, they have, like, the opening end is, like, Portable Hole Sensor, 
Dolphins veto, you know, like much of other Willie Light, Supreme Verdict, and then a bunch of lands, you know, I'm probably dead. But if they just have the other half of their deck, like Five Mana Teferi and, and maybe like a Supreme Verdict and like, you know, the three mana counter spell and you're just on the play on mono red, you just, you're almost a lock to win, you know? So, mm hmm. Mm hmm. But that, and that deck, though, it just turns a corner, and, you know, it's just so hard to get back any kind of advantage to, to, to kill them, you know, once they hit that corner. That's like turn three, turn four, I think. Yeah, it is. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, I've, there's another stream I always watch, and he's... Uh, so, I know, it's someone, someone donated a deck for me to play, and it was like a tokens deck, black white tokens, and... Mm -hmm. It was just the the control matchup was just so favorable for for us. We just because it was playing like um, Legion's Landing and stuff and and uh, Wedding. What's that called? Wedding Invitation, I think. Enchantment. Uh -huh. Yeah, Wedding Invitation. Yeah, and it just over. just yeah. kept making one once for like ten minutes until they just went. Uh, they just conceded. It was pretty hilarious. Nice, nice. Yeah, so that's really why I brought up blue-white is because you were talking about decks that do poorly when the meta is a mess. And um, when you're running through a league with something like blue-white, you're going to run into those random black-white tokens deck that you can never beat. Whereas it might be a better suggestion for something that you know is going to have a little bit more of a fixed competitive meta. You know, when you're bringing it to a challenge on Modo, uh, if you've got a local that you know is going to be kind of high level, that's probably more likely to succeed for you. Um, compared to when you are playing a lot of unknowns, that's usually when control struggles because they don't have the right answers at the right times. Um, I do kind of want to ask Connor. Do you think I would say how how settled is this metagame right now? Like, is it pretty much solved at this point, or just kind of like optimizing? Um, I'm always hesitant to call a meta solved, you know, but I do think that it's. I think settled is the correct word. I do think I don't think there's going to be any dramatic changes. You know, unless there's something like a, a ban or something like that, or maybe like a new set and some wild card comes out. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, no, no new set for us until September. Exactly. In yeah. End of September. And, and I, I mean, I, if you guys don't mind, I kind of want to go into, you know, this long drought of, of you know, of sets and kind of talk about what's going to happen between now and, uh, you know, organized play. We have. I would love to. Can I respond to the question sure. of whether I think the meta is settled? Just because mm -hmm. I also want to say, you know, I don't think so. Um, we've seen a few decks that, you know, so I don't think the Streets of Capenna is going to affect the meta very much. So kind of looking at where we ended last season, I feel like Is It Control was one of the most popular, mm -hmm. uh, the Mono Green Karn were the most popular. Those have kind of gone up and down, but Rakdos has kind of gone up and down. Mono Red has gone you know, those kind of stay as the popular ones, and nothing is as popular as Winota. That kind of just sits alone at the top right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do think that you know things are coming and going. Mono Blue coming up and now seems to be kind of on the way back down. It, it's interesting. So I think that stuff's going to keep moving. If something else becomes popular, it, other things will appear to hate it out, and we'll continue to see some of that cycle. Um, we'll see if that continues all the way through September or if something else shakes it up. But what... Yeah, go ahead and ask your question, or if you want to just start with your monologue, please go no, ahead. No, yeah, I mean, basically, I just wanted to ask Connor, um, basically, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Because we do have the first organized play uh, season in a long time, and uh, are we just going to be expecting a lot of the same? Uh, have we had any power levels change, you know, because of this new set? Or do you think there's going to be any decks that are going to be hated out um, during during this? Like, what, what do you think, uh, Connor? What's your opinion on this upcoming organized play season? What's going to happen between now and then? 
Um, I think that the power levels of the deck, of some decks, you know, went like very, very slightly up with some of the new mm-hmm. cards. Like, you know, some of the, you know, like new triumphs maybe just help the mana base just to touch in some decks. But really, not a, n- nothing really major sticks out for me, you know, with any new cards from New Capenna, you know, making this deck like just exponentially better because, you know, card X is in the deck now. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, um, what was your other question about the organized play? Well, we got organized play coming up this summer. Uh, it's the first time in a long time, and I'm just wondering if it's going to change. Like, is this meta basically going to be like the same kind of thing we can expect this summer as well, you know, as far as the, the current tier list or, uh, you know, with Winota at top and then Mono Red maybe below that, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Will, will there be any big shakeup, any, any big changes, or do you think it's going to kind of be the same old, same old with, uh, you know, like like we usually we see a top eight usually has, like, a lot of different decks? Yeah, I think it's the meta is going to be just pretty similar to, you know, what it's been the last couple of weeks. But, um, you know, there's always, you know, every weekend in the challenge is always, like, one deck, you know, just, oh, well, you know, what is this, I don't know, like, random deck, like, whatever, Naya Angels or something random, just, you mm-hmm. know, showing up in top 8 or top 16, you know, just as, like, a one-of, you know, just for this one tournament. Because, you know, there's always a, a chance that even if your deck isn't that great, you just, you know, draw real well for, you know, six or seven rounds and maybe get lucky with your mm-hmm. matchups and then you top 8. and so I think that would really be the only thing is just seeing a random deck here or there kind of just spike. But other than that, I don't think there's going to be many changes to the meta unless, you know, there's some kind of ban or unban or something wild like that. It's it's going to be pretty, mm-hmm. it's going to be, um, there's going to be lots of is it around. Mm-hmm. So very, very it, much is it. Do you agree? Kevin, do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. So no big changes. Yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll definitely get... Um, like you said, we're, we'll, we'll keep trying. We'll, we'll yeah. keep brewing and see if we can break anything ourselves. We, we might see some fun decks. I think people might explore the format a little bit more. Uh, go maybe go back to some of the older, uh, older decks that saw play before. Like uh, you know this format, uh, this current uh, Streets of Nukapena format. So we had Prowess come back to life. No one had been playing Prowess for a super long time. And I'm really happy to see it back. So, you know, we might see a couple other of these older decks show up. Not a, like a new, new deck, but something that came back from obscurity. Uh, that's my two, my two cents, I think. That's what's going to happen. Uh, people are going to be trying out new stuff. So, excited. Um, so, one more question, and then we can maybe wrap this up. What decks are you guys going to be playing this season, and why? Are you gonna to stick to one deck? Do you have a couple decks in mind? Like, what are you gonna play? Uh, do you want me to Maybe go? I'll, yeah, go. You can go first, Connor. We've seen. I've seen you playing a, a variety of decks on stream, and I'm kind of wondering what you've uh, been settled or what, what you're planning on settling on. Yeah, so it's always interesting being a content creator and like a streamer. You know, I play and I play a lot of different decks because I just have the rental services and I can play whatever mm-hmm. I want. And people like to see different decks, and it it is fun. You know, every day here's another deck. But I think the deck I always go back to is Mono Red. And that's just because my play style, you know, that's an extremely aggressive deck. And I I definitely um, play a lot better with the aggressive decks. And I have a lot of fun playing them. You know, I really like like Combat Math and, 
you know, and mm-hmm. kind of decisions. And Monoed has a lot of them. You know, there's I've had a lot of really fun games on Monoed, really tight games. You know, with Eidolon in play, and we're both at three life, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out. You know, like edge of your seat type of stuff. You know, and you know, counting your outs and like that type of thing. So I think Monoed's my probably the deck I'll play the most. So- I was going to ask which which version are you going to play like the eight Eidolon version are you going to play more of a burn version like what build are you going to go back and forth like what's the plan well so i have tried all the you know all the different versions i never really tried the eight Eidolon version because i just never thought it was going to be any good and it really hasn't stuck but there's two different versions i'd say for for the mono red aggro lists there's the ones running like torbran and stuff like that where they're Mm -hmm. you know a little bit um some more like a little more mid rangey, and then there's just the standard, um, lower to the ground deck lists that have been, you know, with like Commando and Skew the Critics light up stage. And I think mm-hmm. that deck list with like Commando and light up, you know, and Skew the Critics, I think that deck list is just like it's ultra tuned. I think I just think that deck list is really good tier one, and that's the list that I would play for sure because I've had a lot of success with that deck list. I trophied with it just mm-hmm. a couple of days ago i think wednesday or thursday last week so that deck and it keeps putting up results just week in and week out so i definitely so that'll be, be your, that your that's gonna be your go-to deck um are you gonna have a backup uh, or do you, in case it gets hated out or do you think it's gonna be impossible to hate out mono red i definitely think it's possible to hate out mono red like because i think the Rakdos sacrifice decks like that that matchup's just it can be like it's still like that's the thing about mono red. Mono red can beat any deck, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the bad matchups. Like we still have game. Like Rakdos Sacrifice is a bad match for mono red, but I've beat Rakdos Sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. more times than uh, more times than I'd like to admit I've won against that deck. But you know, again, sometimes the Sacrifice deck just you know goes Calder's Familiar, Witches Oven, you know, and then turn three like Anvil plus Voldemort and Epicure. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just dead. Let's go next. But I, yeah, I don't think Mono Red is an easy deck to hate out, honestly. It, it's going to okay. be around, you know, because I think the decks that, if people are playing a deck to hate out Mono Red, I think that their deck will not be good against the rest of the meta. True. Because Mono True. Red's really the only aggressive deck right now. So that's kind of put things into a weird spot with Mono Red. So you have this deck that just totally slaps mono red around but then loses everything else right so mm-hmm. you know that's my take anyways okay. um kevin can i ask you the same question what, what are you planning on playing this summer it's a tough question so i'm not a content creator in the same way so i don't have the highest tier of monotraders and you know it's been tough lately i feel like mtgo prices for pioneer decks have gone up quite a bit so it's been a little bit tougher you know i've been like oh hey i've got this fun brew i want to try out and then i load it in it's like 550 tickets uh that's been frustrating so i think i'm going to continue to do what i do which is try a lot of everything you know i have some people that i play with in paper sometimes we'll just proxy things up and test it so that i will still be doing i still like to know and play everything uh if i went to an actual tournament or if i did manage to have a free weekend and was able to sign up for one of these challenges um, I'm a big fan of some of these blue-red lists right now. I'm waiting to see kind of where things settle and maybe where we can take the next level of that deck. But I would love to see something with a Ledger Shredder, something with, uh, you know, probably still Thing in the Ice. 
Uh, I did see a list that had both of those, and that's kind of where my mind's been stuck recently. So that's probably what I would go with is I would say right now I'd go with blue-red, but I'm going to continue to try out weird stuff until someone tells me to stop. And hopefully, since you guys are listening, you're never going to tell us to stop. So that's where I am right now. Uh, I'm going to be playing probably Marty Parhelion uh, just because I don't want to spend. I think I told you guys before, I always say it, but it's like $120 just to get the the mana base that I don't have, like the Hangate Pathways and stuff like that. I'm not going to spend money to to get all those cards when I already have everything in Mardu. So I think it's a decent deck. Um, it could get hated out, though, with all the graveyard hate. So I, I do also have, like, Mono Red uh, available to me as well. Uh, so I'll be playing that. And I'm also uh, planning on playing some Waste Knot. Don't hate me. Hmm. I, I love Waste Knot, so. <laughs> yeah, Waste Knot's a cool It's another deck we play. Yeah, it's a fun card. Some fun things. It's, everyone is discarding cards to Fable or, uh, you know, with uh, Ledger Shredder and stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, this is actually all right. Hey, there you go. Ledger Shredder is not a maze. So maybe uh, maybe that's what you need to do is just hope everybody's on Ledger Shredder and then just play um, Waste Knot you in your go. set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, uh, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I can send you a deck if you want to play it on stream. <laughs> See, half the things I say, I'm not be, I'm not joking. Like, yeah. <laughs> the other half, I'm definitely joking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna think about that. It's also pretty cool that you're gonna play Pohelion. Like, obviously, um, I guess I would be comfortable saying that I I invented the Esper Pohelion deck. I think I was the first <laughs> one to get the five zero with it, and although that deck list was vastly different than what it what it is now, but mm-hmm. um, Pohelion's a really it's a really fun deck where you just, oh, turn three, you know, like turn two, discard Pohelion, and then turn three, Grease Fang. Here we go. Yeah. You know, if pod you can, racing. If you can deal with the uh, the hate that they bring in against you and then just discard your hand the next turn, that's what I like about it is it's like you don't have to have that stuff sitting in your yard. You can just wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, kill the thing, get rid of the removal, Grease Fang, boom, win. So, so here's something interesting. You know, we're not an explorer podcast per se, um, but I do happen to know that with Winota and whatever that Tybalt's trickery getting banned on Explorer, that on Arena Explorer, the Grease Fang decks are one of the most popular archetypes mm-hmm. right now. Do you think that's going to translate over into Pioneer at all? You know, are there people that are like, man, I love this deck in Explorer. Can I go try it out in Pioneer? Do you think that will bring some more people trying or playing the deck? Yeah, what do you think, Connor? I have something to say, but I'll wait and let you go first. <laughs> yeah, so I actually think that uh, it's funny because Winota has it's a really good matchup for Esper Pohelion. Like that's one of our better matchups is Winota because we're doing a similar thing where like we're kind of like this kind of creature based combo deck, except we're also mm-hmm. running a bunch of like instant speed interaction and you know mm-hmm. like maybe March of the Otherworldly Lights and, you know, maybe Cyborg Counter Spells and, you know, we're doing all these other things and, you know, so you can prevent, you can slow down the Winota deck and then just eventually find your combo or you can just go, hey, two and three, here we go, right? And they don't have any instant speed interaction. You know, they're playing like Brutal mm-hmm. Cathars, so that matchup was just amazing for the Pahillion side. So it's interesting that, you know, the Winota ban in Explorer has had an has i guess generated an uptick in pohelion because pohelion really struggled yeah i don't know if they're related per se and just that it was a popular deck and now there's a lot of other people that need to find a new deck to play yeah i mean 
it's interesting. I'm going to say that, you know, the Explorer format is just going to be a great way. I think it's going to, we don't have all the cards that are in Pioneer right now, but I think it's also going to kind of show what kind of decks people really want to play. When you go online and, you know, depending on your, your, um, how can I say, uh, your finances and like the, the, uh, how could I say the, the tier of, you know, mana traders account or whatever other thing you use, um, you know, if you can't afford those Obnixilis or you can't afford something, then, you know, you're not going to play that card. Whereas, I mean, I guess it's called, it's kind of the same thing in, uh, uh, in Explorer. If you don't have the wild cards, you're not going to play that card either, either. But I think it's a little bit easier to build decks and to focus your decks. I think people are going to be playing what they want to play. And I would also say that um, people get to explore, I mean, not... I mean, it's a pun, but they get to explore uh, the decks a lot, lot, a lot more. They get to play a lot more decks, and they get to practice with those decks, and that could actually lead to more people, you know, playing those decks. Because right now, online on MTGO, people are just kind of, what's what I'm looking for? They're they're looking to spike the events. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's that's my that's my two cents. I think people will practice a lot. And they'll like those decks, and they'll play that more in paper or on MTGO in the future. Yeah, hard to say. I don't know how many people play actively on both uh, formats or on both uh, platforms, mediums. I yeah. guess would be the right way. Platforms, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's also you know it's hard to say that. It, it depends, I think, on the kind of player. You know, I've been saying that arena is tough for me to want to get into because I want to try a lot of things out, mm-hmm. and wild cards make that more difficult rather than less difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with with. With that, the arena economy is. I tr- I tried Messed streaming up. arena for a bit, but <laughs> it was it was tough yeah. with no rental services and you mm-hmm. know it, it just I couldn't really find a, a way in as kind of a content creator on arena. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of patience, and that's not something that you know melds well with being a content creator. I think you can't sit there and grind and grind and grind and expect people to stay there and watch. Yeah, that's that's 100% accurate. It's also interesting that they they banned Winota on Explorer and then it's still it's still sitting there in Pioneer just kind of hanging out. Yeah. It's a hey guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much longer it's going to be around in Pioneer. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think that a Winota ban in Pioneer would be good for the format. It's it's interesting. I I don't know. Like it's one of those it's one of those really tough bans where I don't think that the power level is too high. Like Every single tournament's showing that, yeah, it's a popular deck. It places about as many top eight finishes as you would expect for the number of players playing it, but nothing about that seems overly oppressive. Mm-hmm. And what really gets it is that it's not a fun deck to play against. You know, the lines are very simple, they're very straightforward. There's low risk on playing Winota. Um, so those are possible reasons to consider a ban for it. You know, like why is somebody going to try and play a skill intensive deck when they'll have the same win rate with a non-skill intensive deck that's you know that's something that game designers would try to go against but at the same time if it got banned like it would be like okay well did that really need to get banned was the format not going to be fair without it and that's a lot harder to say i i think people just need to play more interaction um we have a lot of people that want to do their battleship you know uh battleship magic you know decks you know combo out whoever gets to the 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 biggest card first wins 
Uh, we got you know like the uh, the control players and whatnot, but the pe people need to have the interaction. I think there's not enough John to type decks, like you said, Connor. Uh, the Esper Par Parhelion actually is a good matchup against uh, Winota because of like all the disruption and uh, the other interaction you have. And I think if people were to switch to that, it wouldn't be as big of a problem. Yeah, I agree. Except I uh, just haven't been able to nail down a Parhelion list yet. You know, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just it's difficult. You know, you're playing a game with Parhelion, and then oh. You know, I've all four pavilions are in the bottom fifteen. GG. Yeah, it happens. It's like sheesh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen to me a couple times, and it was just like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? Is it, don't we have like treasure mage? Can you is that six or greater? You can search it and put it to your hand or something. That's actually not a bad idea. I think we only have trophy mage, which searches for three mana exactly. Okay, it's three mana exactly. Okay, that's too bad. There's gonna be something that searches for something though. Yeah, Just there's not sure a, it's legal and pioneer. There's a sorcery. I, what's it called? It looks for I think a legendary card or a snow. Oh, card. like arm. Yeah, armed and equipped or something mm. like that. I'm trying to remember the card. <laughs> we could also do the uh, the other one, the the blue mana from what was it? Uh, the one that was from I want to say Aether Revolt. That's kind of like Court of Calling, but for uh, for. Uh, uh, artifacts? Do you guys remember that? Is that Word of Invention? No. No, I don't remember that one. The original list had um, it was a it was like a four mana blue sorcery, and mm. essentially it's like as this is a, as an additional cost to cast it, you have to I think sack a creature or an artifact I think, and then you mm. switch life for an artifact and just put it into play. You just tinker. But that card never Con ended up sticking. It was just too difficult with the the additional cost to sack or something. Connor, we, we need we need to bring back Magda. <laughs> I, I played that. Magda actually. is probably where he belongs. <laughs> I love that card. Yeah, <laughs> I love everything about that Jeskai Vehicles deck. That's yes, that's Damn the it. most fun I've ever had playing um, <laughs> Constructed Magic. Is that huh. deck? But Con the Great Creator, GG. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> feels right. bad. What? Well, I'm good. If you guys are good, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, no, I think I'm. Uh, I think nope, I'm I think that's probably pretty good. That's gonna bring us towards the end of our show here. We're at about the time we like to be at for an episode. So thank you guys all for listening. Uh, once again, we are the First Pioneers Podcast. If you like this kind of content, if you want to stay up to date, the best thing to do is go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter. You can also find a link there to our Discord, which is another way to keep in contact with us, tell us what you like or dislike, and talk with other people who are really into Pioneer. Um, you can also find socials for the two other people speaking when I don't uh, ramble on. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Hey, hey guys. Uh, it's Ryan, uh, the Japan Hobbyist. You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, YoJapanHobbyist. Um, and also you can find me in the Discord. I'm, I'm always in there. And I'm always on late at night if you're in uh, the USA or North America. So if you're up late and you can't think you got magic on the mind, definitely hit me up. I'm awake. I'll be up all day. Um, and Connor, how about you? Anything, any socials, any shout-outs? You want to uh, maybe promote your uh, your Twitch as well? Yeah, so I stream um, basically full-time Monday to Friday. Um, sometimes I take Friday off, but whatever. Um, on uh, uh, twitch.tv slash ConnorMan11 with one N. And then uh, I've got a Twitter too, uh, ConnorMan11 on Twitter. And if you like music, I guess, I have an Instagram, MusicManConnor, but that's not really... Super magic related, but 
Yeah, I'm pretty full time on Twitch, just mono jamming Pioneer. Hmm. So if you like Pioneer content, there you go. Mm-hmm. You can watch me awesome. fumble. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you always got to solve the equation with uh, with, you you tend to play decks that are very uh thought intensive. I want to say like combat math intensive. So it's always fun of the chat to be like, oh, oh, lethal, lethal, and you're like, no, that's not that's not actually yeah, lethal. Chat lethal. It seems to happen every time. <laughs> yeah. Chat lethal. Yeah, it's a chat big lethal. Thing on Twitch. Definitely. From yeah, go ahead and follow lethal. Connor, man. <laughs> Definitely go ahead and follow Connor, man. It's always a great time over on his stream, and he does share out some good stuff on Twitter as well. So thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being on the show, sharing your insight. Hopefully everyone out there, you enjoyed this episode. We are the First Pioneers Podcast, and we look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer Pioneer Information Online. Uh, And we are cracking out. 